Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A is up to her old shit again, but we are just getting started here on post show recaps with Pretty Little Liars Original Sin Season One Episode One. I'm Jess Sterling, and of course, I cannot do this alone. Um, although I've heard uh, two can't keep a secret unless one of them is dead. So who knows what will end up happening by the end of this podcast. Um, but I am so pleased, so happy to uh, to introduce my co-host, one of the, honestly, probably the biggest Pretty Little Liars fan that I know, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I am very excited especially to cover Pretty Little Liars with you. I am a huge Pretty Little Liars fan, and I have been, goodness, for more than 15 years now, which is pretty sick. Uh, I, back in the day, read the books, watched the original series, Mm -hmm. for better or for worse. But here we are at it again. I cannot believe it. And I'm ready to go on this crazy zany adventure with you wherever it may take us. Yeah. So it's really interesting because obviously the old, there have been many iterations of Pretty Little Liars, starting with the original book series, moving towards the ABC family, ABC, you know, ABC series. Or now known as Freeform. Yes. uh, That lasted a very, too long, very long time. I think seven seasons, right? It's a, it's a lot. Yeah. I fell off at some point in there. I did read like the first 
the first wave arc. of books arc yeah they yeah, yeah they call them arcs arc. so there's multiple arcs for the books the first eight books are part of the first arc um and then there's i think a total of three arcs so you yeah. you read like prime pretty little liars yes yeah i eventually fell off you have read like all of the books yeah i've read every single book and i think there's at least 15 or 16 books there's like spinoffs and then i've read i've watched every single episode and it really the thing about pretty little liars is that the more you watch it the more you hate yourself but you just keep going yeah and going and you can't let go and it was it was season seven uh the last season where I was I was just like I am just so ready for this to end but I can't yeah. stop now and I never did. Yeah. The good news is uh, for those of you who are joining us who either are checking out the show for the first time or maybe just seeing what our thoughts are on it before you check it out, you don't have to have like any pretty little liars background information. We're working with all new characters here. We're working in a new town. Um and so and it's on a different channel, right? Like this is HBO. This is not ABC Family. This is not Freeform. This is none of those things. This is HBO. And so, uh, what I was expecting going into the show is for it to be a little bit more risque. It'll be a little bit more adult um, than what we're used to seeing. And I feel like it met those expectations. So, um, before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of the episode, um. Just to let you all know, this is definitely scarier than the original Pretty Little Liars. We're working with some creepy stuff. Sarah, like I had compared it to, and I am not a huge horror buff, so I apologize if they are making references I don't get. I'm going to do my best. But it very much gave me like Scream, I Know What You Did Last Summer, like those types of vibes. Yeah, I think that the tone of this show is definitely darker, uh, both as a theme, but also uh, watching it. It has like a very dark filter, cinematic filter. The, yeah, like try, the whole dark. time I'm thinking like, how are you in this school with no lights? Like the, people turn up the, the high lights, school. get high <laughs> Yeah, the high school is very dark and creepy. They, like, have a lot of the, like, flickering lights, and I'm like, can we get a janitor in here? Like- is- I mean, the janitor, like, is not Well, yeah, sorry. Anymore. The janitor is <laughs> So, yeah, we don't have the janitor anymore to change the lights. But, yeah, it is definitely a very creepy high school and a creepy tone. And I think that when we saw these phantom figures in the original Pretty Little Liars series – I mean, first and foremost, there were there was red coat, a mysterious blonde girl with a red coat. There was a right. who always wore a black hoodie. Like, but this this a I I don't I can't even get a good gauge on what I'm looking at. Yeah. It just looks like a creepy Freddy jason serial killer from yes, afar it, is, it very much felt like for me like the hills have eyes type of stuff where it's like this big hulking figure with like kind of disheveled long hair and like the face is so obscured that you really can't tell if like yeah. they're they're like normal like if they're an average human or if there's something more going on i have a feeling that is likely a mask that they are wearing that would make sense I I mean, 
Pretty Little Liars loves a mask. So well, that, and I, it can, if they do a mask, they can really, it, it could, could be, be anybody. anybody. It could yeah, be anybody. Exactly. So I mean, I, I assume that whomever it was, they're wearing a mask, but it is already, it was a long time in the original series before A actually murdered somebody. However, we, this A is vicious and is out for blood. Oh, immediately. Um, And so kind of before we get into talking deeply about the episode, I do want to put out a content warning for those of you who maybe are just tuning in and didn't watch the episode. um, We are going to end up talking about uh, every moment of this episode. Uh, And with that, we're going to have to stop down on a few different things. The topic of suicide comes up twice, um, uh, death by suicide. So just putting that out there if that's something that you are uncomfortable listening to we totally understand um if you need to skip this podcast i did just want to throw that out there because it is something we're going to have to talk about a few times this episode um so just throwing out that out there but yeah let's let's get into this episode because there's so much to cover these are full-on hour-long episodes um they dropped three on today on friday or thursday excuse me um and it's going to be like a three two two three release so how it's going to work is we're going to make sure that we cover all of the episodes that drop on a thursday by the following thursday um we're going to be releasing them throughout the week Mm -hmm. so it is a bit of a strange drop order this is just par for the course with streaming services nowadays is you kind of never know what they're going to do with their release schedule. I feel like a lot of these streaming services love to drop three episodes at once to kind of really get people interested and hook people into a storyline. Um, so we'll see if that pays off here. We've each only seen the first episode, so we are unspoiled. Correct. Correct. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Season one, episode one spirit week. Uh, and I got to say, Sarah, immediately this um, this uh, theme song, I was so pleased. I was so yeah. pleased because it's an iconic theme. The two can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Iconic theme. And they made it creepier. Yeah, I really like. Actually, I like all the music that they played throughout the episode. It was something that I was keeping note of. But I love this new spin on Two Can Keep a Secret um i just think it's 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 just like so creepy and the the song was already creepy right yes. but once again there is something where this version is taking it a step further mm-hmm. uh than the original series so it it's matching the tone that we're already getting Along with the visuals, right, of, like, the different girls that we're going to come to know, you'll have to, you know, bear with us. There are a lot of characters we're getting introduced to this episode, including all of their moms who are going to be important to the story. So bear with us as we get the names and and all of that down. Yeah, Um, I started quizzing Jessica earlier because I was like, we're going to have to know these names. So I was, like, quizzing her like a pop quiz in school, in high school. (laughs) in the creepy high school very creepy high school um and so we start off actually in the past we start off in millwood pennsylvania oh december 31st 1999 okay for a split second i thought that this series was gonna totally take place in the 90s and i probably would have fainted from excitement um (laughs) and i just that would have been so cool but it's okay um The song that's playing is Blue Monday, and this cover is played by 
uh, Orgy, O-R-G-Y. It is such a good song. I've been listening to it all day. Yeah. All I day. thought I really like that they set the scene with because I think as excited as we would have been if the whole show took place in the 90s, I do think this is going to be really relevant. I don't know if this is the only flashback we're going to get to the 90s. If I had my guesses, I feel like we're going to spend some time not. here. I and think if I had to guess, I would guess that. So we have eight episodes, right, Jess? I think that in the beginning of each episode, no, we have we have 10. 10. Wow. Yeah, three, two, two, three, 10. Okay. Yep. So we have 10 episodes. I think that we are going to get a little bit of the 90s, but the moms were up to okay. every episode until the end when we can finally figure out what, what the Angela, the girl yeah. that we meet, is very first, who is crying mascara down her face, running and screaming for help. I think we're going to get the full story about what happened to her. Why did her friends betray her and they're mm-hmm. like, ignore her and what's going on with all of this? I think we're going to know by the end of the 10 episodes. I like that guess. It feels a bit like uh, people are fans of Better Call Saul, like a quote unquote gene scene where we get oh. like a glimpse at his future in the beginning. This oh. I can see that for the show, like us I, getting that. I don't know Better Call Saul, <laughs> but maybe I should check it out. Yeah. I, so I know what it is. I've just never seen it. Yeah. Um, And so, uh, yeah. So like you said, we do see Angela. Uh, she's just like we she goes to presumably her friend group um who ends up being the mothers of our our main cast um and asking for help and they're like no we can't we can't help you um eventually she climbs a ladder and all the girls are dancing because it's new year's and she is standing at the top of the ladder her name is angela and she says can you see me now and unfortunately we get our again very triggering and like they put a content warning at the beginning of the episode but i was still like aghast that it was so quick that we were just like yeah. hopping right in um they did and she, yeah she she jumps um and we see we see the body like we know the results of the fall like it's not right. good right so i just wanted to point out uh some of the moms that we meet as mm-hmm. their high schoolers so when Angela first runs to Sydney, she pauses and she it looks like she wants to help Angela. And Sydney is Tabby's mom. Okay. So that's one thing. Davy is the girl that came up to Angela and Sydney and was really mean and said to Sydney, We talked about this. And yeah pulled sydney away and was like and try it was ignoring angela and that is imogen's mom okay so and then there's Corey, and i'm not quite sure who Corey is yet but those are the three names of the moms that i've got thus far yeah. uh sydney we meet in the future davy we meet to an extent in the future as well Mm-hmm. Thank you for capturing that. It is very difficult to follow all of this. Um, but we are 22 years into the future and we see Davy Im- Ibingen's mom making her drink milk with dinner. Was this a thing in your household? I feel like oh. this is like such a thing if for 90s kids were like their parents would always make them drink milk with dinner. Yeah, it it really was. I always had to drink milk in the like at dinner. it was so gross i hate milk i think the reason why is because imogen we find out right away is pregnant mm-hmm. and she needs to get calcium 
throughout her pregnancy. I say take a supplement. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I say that you don't have to drink nasty There are other ways milk. to get calcium. No, I just feel like I don't mind a glass of milk, right? Especially if it's like chocolate milk. That doesn't bother me. It's the milk with dinner part that is so gross to me. Yeah. Because like what meal is milk going to taste good with besides like a peanut butter sandwich? Like I, there's not much. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah. yeah, we meet um, we meet Imogen. And her mom, and this is Davy in the future, the the mean girl that mm-hmm. really did not want to help Angela at all. Right. Um, and they kind of have this, they seem to have a very good relationship, right? Yeah, they're very close. Like, you could tell even when they're eating dinner and having this conversation that they do seem to have a very, very good uh, parent-child relationship, especially given in a lot of these teen shows, it's usually there's drama between the parent and the kid. And so here it seems like they are getting along just fine. Um, and that's when there's a knock at the door. Uh, and so Imogen goes to answer. And this is when we first see that she's pregnant when she stands up. Um, yeah. And so it turns out to be Karen. And now Karen is going to be a name that like we're going to say a lot this episode. And probably in terms of like F Karen, she is the worst. <laughs> do you think they named Karen because like she's a Karen? Like, do you think that's why they named her that? Uh, I don't think that this is exclusively why they named her that. I think that they just chose a K name but yeah I, I think that in the day and age where Karens are being Karens it's very hard not to associate that with each other yeah uh, but Karen's, it's easy to remember her name because she's a Karen very much so <laughs> and like she has she um you know she this this girl Mallory Bechtel uh plays twins a la a um Lindsay Allah, Lohan a Lindsay Lohan and Parent Trap. Yeah. No kidding. She really, that was her for both roles. That's so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So they, and I, I saw the little preview where she was talking about how to differentiate between the two twins because she really is trying like full body acting as to how to tell which twin apart. Mm-hmm. And Karen exudes such confidence she wears heels she stands up straighter while her twin kelly slumps a little bit more is more quiet is more docile so that's how you can tell the two twins apart um and and once again mallory this actress is just doing full body acting to differentiate these these two characters which i thought was really interesting yeah she did a great job because immediately i hated karen like it didn't take very long (laughs) for me to form a very deep hatred for her oh i know and the way that she was so sickly sweet to imogen's mom like you know that girl you know that girl that is being so mean to you but being so nice and fake to your mom and you're like yeah you just turned her and like i know you're a bitch yeah why are you doing this (laughs) yeah so essentially it looks like what happened is they had a falling out and Karen is there to collect her clothes. 
Right. And so she hands over this envelope um, that was, she's like, oh, this was taped to your door. It says Davy, but the A is in red. And Ooh. this is something I loved. I love the consistency of the red A throughout this entire episode. We get mm -hmm. it in the beginning credits. There's a lot of red A's. We get it here. We'll get it later. We'll, we'll mention it because I'll, in there. I'll tell you, there's yeah. hidden A's all over the place as well that I was catching on to. I think that's really fun. I kind of love the easter eggs of that because it's not like it's not super important plot wise probably but like for for the hidden ones um but i just love those little easter eggs for like the fans that you know you could point you could rewatch and point out all the a's yeah and i i if you're a person that's never seen pretty little liars because they didn't they have they're not referring to this phantom person as a yet so it might be confusing to people that have never seen the show or don't know much about it um a is the person that is sending these messages. This is yeah. who we refer them to. Um, in the original series, it was a sign off as A. A, a yeah. As who the girls in the original series referred this to. So the fact that there are A's everywhere is definitely an Easter egg or very obvious for somebody like you and me who knows what A means. Right here, it's um, a little bit more. So much. Yeah, here it's a little bit more questionable because we kind of have two different situations happening, where we have um K or Davy gets this like it's a flyer from the party from 1999. On the back, it says "Gone but not forgotten." You can't ignore the past forever. The countdown is on. Right. Creepy. What's very interesting though is we have kind of two potential. Uh, different like different situations happening where people like Davy from that generation are getting notes but also their children are getting notes as well and what's interesting is that it's different from the original Pretty Little Liars they're not getting the sign off of love a which always it always was like a at the end of every kind of message. like Gossip Girl if you're a Gossip XOXO, Girl fan yeah. like Gossip Girl always teased people and the original yeah a did also she used they used, um, you know, the girls as a plaything in a way. Like right. those were her dolls. Like I am just like playing with my food essentially. Uh, this doesn't have the same lightness to it. No, this feels less like I know your secrets and I'm going to expose you and more like I'm going to straight up murder you. Like it's yes. much more horror vengeful. than it is vengeful for sure. Um, and so, yeah, so we go upstairs with Karen and Imogen and Karen is going through her, like Imogen's closet, taking her things. And we find out that something happened with Karen's boyfriend, Greg and Imogen and Imogen insists, Greg kiss me, but Karen like doesn't believe her or just shuts her down. She moves to leave cause she's done here. But they see a bunch of running water in the hallway. And so they go over and the door to the bathroom is ajar. And they open it and we see Davy dead in the bathtub that's overflowing. Um, seemingly a suicide. Again, like not confirmed as much as Sydney or excuse me, Angela was. Like a very obvious case. Mm -hmm. This is more for us questionable but everyone in this town seems to I, take this as suicide i don't understand how that could possibly be the case when there's a literal bloody a above her 
yes. in the tub. So I, if I saw that, that is straight up evidence of this was not a suicide. I don't understand why this wasn't a very big focus on my mom got murdered and how is there a question when there's a marker yeah. there? But we have to live in the world of make-believe when it comes to Pretty Little Liars. Right. Especially because we don't spend any time on it. Because we immediately fast forward a month later in September. Um, and I do love, again, they, they, they're telling us when things are, which I appreciate. I love when there are markers on the TV to tell me where we are in time. We find out where a month later. It is September 28th on a Monday. And I love that they're doing like uh, the A in day is red. I love it's, that. It's, it's very satisfactory. It's like satisfying to see yes. the A's capitalized throughout. And it, it, it really is. It really does especially because it's the first episode when did the original series end it's been i don't know it's been five thousand years but just yesterday time. so i feel like it was in the mid 10s perhaps 2017 yeah mm -hmm. so it's been a while and it, it just feels like we're back in it in a way so it's very enjoyable uh we're a month later and we meet um we meet Sorry, the name. Tabitha. Tabitha or Tabby. Tabby. Yeah. Tab, Tabitha, Tabby. Yep. Yeah. And then with her, with her mother, uh, Sydney, who we met early on in a yes. preview. And I love that the show is, I think, very, being very kind and generous, generous to us. And that every time we're introduced to a new mom, we get the flashback to 99 to kind of say, this is her. Like, don't, you know, I'm just going to make it very obvious and clear to you. This is that person. Yes. Um, I appreciate that very much. So treat me like I'm dumb. You know what because, I mean? Please. And because we kind of are, because we need, well, especially it's the, the first, first episode, episode and we're we meeting, to, yeah. we're meeting t like, t you know, 15 characters at least it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of people. Um, and so we find out Tabitha has been picking up a lot of extra shifts. Um, she works at like a movie theater and she says she wants to give Imogen her space. And so we find out Imogen is now living with them. Um, yeah. and we see Imogen going through an old photo album and she tells, uh, Tabitha's mom that she wants to go back to school because the more school she misses, they were going to like make her repeat. The, the grade um it's just it's not she needs something to do so she wants to go back to school um <laughs> and we find out that mrs hayworth um who was davy's high school friend um so they were close yeah so um we so guess which we kind of saw sydney mm -hmm. and sydney hayworth i guess and davy were high school friends and i guess they stayed friends throughout um actually yeah, they stayed friends throughout, but the the girls did not know that they were friends in high school. So fascinating that they did. And it makes me feel like they kept that a secret on purpose. Exactly. Like, because yeah, they don't want to talk about their high school days. It makes me feel like almost like the original series where the girls were friends and then broke things off because of a traumatic experience. Mm hmm. I feel like it's connected in that way where yeah. th these girls were friends in 99 and then the whole thing happened with Angela and their friendship kind of went the other way. Exactly. But I think these two people in particular, they stayed close and they're, it, it looks like, so I think like 
Tabby and Imogen, they're family friends, right? Like they kind of mm-hmm. know each other. They're kind of friendly. They probably spent a lot of their childhood together, but it didn't seem like they were best friends like their moms were because it seems like Imogen was hanging out with Karen and the quote-unquote popular crowd before this whole Greg boyfriend thing blew up yeah I totally agree with that they feel like they would have been um more acquaintances or friends by proxy if that makes sense yeah they kind of hung out sometimes yeah um, but exactly weren't super close um, and what's interesting is um, throughout this entire episode, I don't know that we meet a single father. I feel like all, we only meet the mothers. We meet Karen's father. Oh, I'm sorry. We meet Karen's father. I meant of the the of five. The, of the, the five. The core five. Right. Um, I, I think that's very fascinating. I'm very curious to see, like, what is the deal with that? Obviously, Imogen is not living with her father. So is he around? Is he alive? What's the deal there? Um, and so, uh, yeah, so Imogen, they, they're talking about selling, um, Imogen's house. And so they're supposed to be going to drop off the keys, like under the doormat. But yeah. Imogen says, I want to go in there. I, I want to grab something. Like, I'll just, I'll just take the keys. Yes, exactly. She wants to grab a photograph and, uh, there's a little bit of hesitance. It seems as though, uh, Tabby's mom is selling the house. She's a realtor. And there's a little hesitance because they don't want her to, I don't know, like flip out or be traumatized yeah. or whatever. I mean, but it's only been a single month. It's like, been that's a month. Not it's time. been a month. Yeah. So they, they head over to the house. And um, I think it was very realistic that I, you know, Imogen thought that she had it. She thought that she was going to be able to go into the house and she just wasn't able to. It was too soon for her. Yeah. And so we get like a little bit of like a flash um, back to what she saw that night. Um, And so she she just stays outside as Tabby leaves the keys underneath the mat. But we see a figure inside. And this is like a very common this show. Um, if you're not into jump scares, I would say like probably not the show for you. Between the music cues and the the amount of times we see a random figure watching people, very jump scare heavy. Not yeah. particularly my favorite thing, though. I felt like I could handle it with this show. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't horrifying to me. You know, I could handle whatever was happening. You know what is horrifying? The fact that Imogen and her mom lived across the street from a grave, uh, a cemetery. Oh yeah. So creepy. I like. I I don't know. Like I don't think I would be able to do that. Like I feel like that would be creepy. Hmm. I mean, I feel like it would be more sad than scary for me. Oh, I don't know really? that I would be. If, I don't know that I have like a fear of being like haunted by ghosts or anything. Um, <laughs> Does this reveal that I secretly I believe in ghosts? I didn't know that that was. What I, I mean, it's not that in. I don't believe in ghosts. I think it's more just like I'm not afraid of being haunted by one. I will say that I don't actively believe in ghosts but i don't mess with spirits i respect them you know what i mean you got your space they got theirs totally exactly exactly like i don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole but also (laughs) like i'm not putting out sage everywhere (laughs) and having seances once again because i just want to respect them like leave them alone yeah 
I just, I guess I'm more of the mind of like, I don't know everything. I can't, I'm not that narcissistic where I'm like, I know everything there is to know about the world. So maybe there are ghosts, right? Like maybe things are haunted. Who knows? Um, at least in this show, they want us to think that. Uh, so we're at Millwood High School and it is spirit week. Um, and we are going, we're going to see way more of Karen than I thought we were going to in the show. Uh, she immediately is just, she's trying to be spirit queen. Um, she talks about being traumatized and she hugs Imogen and whispers into her ear. Nobody wants your pregnant, tragic ass here. And I'm like, you're a monster, Karen. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I did cackle a little bit when she said that. I was just like, Karen, Karen, how could you? Uh, that was pretty crazy. The fact that she hugged her and whispered in her ear while hugging her those awful words and then pulls back and is like, have a great first day. Um, yeah. Karen is crazy. Crazy Karen. Karen feels like um, when we were kids, the villain of your your teen shows, she feels yeah. like a caricature of that in, in a very good way. This is not me demeaning the show. This is me saying I love when you give me a villain that I immediately can hate. Like there, yeah. what the only possibly like redeeming factor for Karen is that her dad is such an asshole that we understand where she got it from. Right, exactly. That's, That's about true. It. She has a lot of expectations to be perfect in her family, mm -hmm. to be the best at everything. The fact that she might not win Spirit Queen is probably going to be devastating for her because that means that she's not the best. The fact that later on she doesn't get the part she wants in the ballet, that's devastating for her. Right. So there's a lot going on with Karen. Like, I don't think that she's going to be a two-dimensional character like i think that mm -hmm. we're going to really learn a lot about her and what makes her click but yeah at first she's really really easy to hate and i just want to make sure that this show it's like fun hate right like we 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 don't right. like shows that i want my villain to be a likable villain like i want to like you want to love to like, hate them you're yeah. yeah like you're a b i know you're a b and i enjoy it you yeah know what i mean yeah i know what you mean and so we get uh tabitha being so nice she's like listen we'll sit together at lunch like you don't owe anyone anything here um and uh then we see uh, Farron enter. So our third, uh, pretty little liar, I guess is what we can call them for now. Three of the five, which we, we should mention that we're getting an extra, uh, this, this show. I love how four. this show thinks that we are responsible enough adults to handle of <laughs> five of them. <laughs> it's, like, well, it's like, excuse me, ma'am. Like, do you really think that I can handle a fifth pretty little liar? Come yeah. on. There, there's a whole lot. So we see her enter. She gave me like boss B vibes. Like she knows what's up. Um, and then we see Karen being such a jerk. She calls a girl who who's known by mouse because her name is Minnie. Um, they call her mouse and Karen calls her rodent um, because she's <laughs> horrible. And I mean, that's kind of like a sick burn. <laughs> I don't know. I she kind of it's like you know. I want her to be a Abby Morgan, a la Dawson's Creek. Like if 
if Karen yeah. can get there, then I can easily root. We for can her. approve. Yeah. Um. But the good news is with with all of these different uh because we have five of these Pretty Little Liars. Um. At least they're slotted into kind of easy buckets for us, right? Yeah. So you have Imogen, who is the pregnant teen, and her mom just died. You know, truly tragic. We have Tabby, who is a, a film buff, works at a movie theater, super smart. We have Farron, the ballet um the the ballerina uh and we have mouse who is the like kind of nerdy gamer type of uh person uh and then we meet our last girl noah um who's giving her urine to the nurse she has to do this every single morning we find out she wears an ankle monitor and she has to wear it for another three weeks she's doing community service and she's dating a jock named sean but we don't know cute He's very cute. And we don't know why um, she's wearing the ankle monitor. We don't know why she's in all of this trouble because they're testing her urine. We can assume it has to do with drugs, but we don't know the ins and outs of what caused exactly. all this. Exactly. And I think that's something that we're going to be finding out in the coming episodes as well. In this scene with the nurse, we also meet Karen's twin, Kelly. Yes. This truly had me for a loop for a second because you know how it is when you're watching teen shows and kind of all the like the all the like rich b blonde girls look the same <laughs> and so at first i was like oh her friend just this looks so much like they are actually the same <laughs> this time they're actually the same so you didn't catch on that this was a twin at first no i it took me until their dinner to, to realize to that, realize there, was that there was two of them. Yep. Yes. And yep. I'm not surprised. Sarah Shepard, the writer of the Pretty Little Liars books, loves twins. Oh, she really? loves twins. She loves twin stories. She loves – so she's wrote, written multiple books where the twins are a focal point within mm-hmm. the book series. So I'm not surprised that I'm coming into the show meeting twins because – like I'm saying, Cyrus Shepard is the queen of twins. Yeah. I I do think it's interesting, though, that they did cast. They just found one person to play both parts, Mallory Bech- uh, Bechtel. Um, it's interesting to me, like, that they didn't look for, look to cast twins. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And so uh, she, so Noah is feeling very guilty because, like, they can't go anywhere. Her and Sean, they're always stuck home. Um. And she really wants to go to the dance, not because she particularly likes dances, but because she's stuck tired of being stuck home or just doing community service. Um, and as soon as Sean leaves, she gets a text message that says, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Mm-hmm. Which feels very, if you watch the original Pretty Little Liars uh, show, feels like something A would say. Like this, the little yeah. rhyme, the, the cadence feels very A. Right. Yeah. Once again, playing with your food. Mm-hmm. A little bit, just like a little tease. Yes. Um, and obviously Noah has no clue who this is. And she does she does she, is she one of the ones that asks, who is this? Yes, she asks, who is this? The girls have different methods of dealing with this, um, which I thought was interesting, and I'm sure we'll get into as each one of them gets a message. Um but then we're with Tabby in film class and she immediately complains to the teacher that all the films on the list that they're supposed to be like doing a project on don't have any directors of color and only two of them are women. 
And immediately I was like, Tabby's my favorite. Tabby's my favorite. Tabby's my favorite. <laughs> like, and it just kept getting, as the episode goes on, it just kept getting worse where I was like, oh, Tabby is 100%. <laughs> Tabby's yeah. Yeah. I really like Tabby. I think that she's like really easy to fall in love with really quick. She's cool. She's smart. Um, she has yeah. interesting interests. She has a really cool sense of style. I really yes. like Tabby as well. Um, I think that the show also did a really great job of um, with diversity casting. Yep. Um, I think that there is a lot of representation across the board, which I think is really awesome, especially, I mean, we had in the original series, once again, three of the girls were uh, white and the fourth was Asian, which was really cool, actually, because Emily in the books was um, a redheaded white girl. So the books, yeah. it was all white girls. So it was really cool. And that, in that in that way where it was 2010 and they they cast they did some blind casting and cast Emily, who is um, Asian. And that was cool, but it's especially cool to see such a mix. Yeah, way more representation on this show, which is really, like you said, really nice to see. Um, So far, I think the girls are doing a great job. Obviously, we're only one episode in. And because we're learning, we're like being introduced to so many characters. I don't feel like I know all of them just yet. I think I know some of them better than I know others. I feel the closest to Imogen and um and tabitha because i feel like right. we spent the most time with those two that makes a lot of sense but we also get to spend the most time with their mothers as well yes so, so i think that yeah. those two are kind of like how i don't know the first episode in the original series is pretty spread out but we definitely i think that by the end of the series it was like aria was a yeah. big focus and like spencer as well yeah. Yeah. And so uh so Tabby gets a text message uh that says, What's your favorite scary movie? Um, and she asks, Who is this? And they say they're a peeping Tom. So this gives me big the what's your favorite scary movie is like literally a line out of the movie scream. Yeah. Um, so I kind of love the I don't know if they're nods or homages or however you want to phrase it to these like very iconic like horror movies. Um, especially because Tabby is the one who is most interested in film. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Imogen is in class and they're discussing the Scarlet Letter, which of course they are. Uh, and she gets a text, look out the window. And there's that creepy guy, the same person. It's the same figure every single time. Just standing out there. Yeah, he's so he, they, I, 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 I mean, we, who knows? Yeah. They're wearing a gray jumpsuit kind of like a jam with a janitor or a plumber or like whatever would wear yes and then it it looks like a chucky doll in a way it has like long red hair a beet red face it's so creepy big hulking scary yeah really terrifying and so imogen looks and then gets like asked a question in class and when she looks again that person is gone um so that is super interesting that again and I, at first i was wondering okay are the girls like imagining this you always have to wonder um we get that answer real quick in the, <laughs> the episode um but meanwhile mouse gets a text that says can Minnie mouse come out to play xoxo mickey 
and she's sitting alone in a computer lab. She doesn't see anyone and she just immediately blocks the number and moves on with her day. Which I love because the biggest question is always, why don't you just block the number? Why she's a queen. I, I gotta say, uh, Mouse, I, I have a feeling, I love Tabitha. I have a feeling I'm going to love Mouse. Like, I think we just haven't seen enough of her yet, but I feel like I'm going to relate highly to Mouse considering she's like a cute gamer. She had like her very cute headphones that like they were different colors. Is it the fact know. that she literally is spending her time on Discord? Also you, that. Did you notice yeah, that? That's what she was on when her mom was like, who are you talking to? And she's just like, nobody. She was on freaking Discord. She was. I love Mouse. I love Discord. Um, I think it was also, yeah, the thing for me when her mom comes in is like she, I hate when people knock and then immediately open the door. What is even the point of knocking? Her mom, I was like, oh, you lost points for me. How much do you, how much time do you need for a grace period between entering after a knock? At least a few seconds. What if someone's naked? Yeah. She could have been changing. What about opening up the door and then knocking as you're opening no, the door? No, that's worse. It's worse. Yeah. It's worse. Yeah. Um, and so then we are seeing like the different, the ballet uh, group here getting parts for Black Swan. Uh, and Karen is being a real Karen. <laughs> it's just like, what what part do I have? Wah. Yeah. So her twin sister gets the white swan. We get Farron who gets the black swan. And then Karen is left you know without a part but it's like someone's mom she plays she gets the the queen which is someone's mother so she's not happy with the part she's pissed um she goes right up to farron and is once again really fake nice to her and then she continues throughout the episode to insinuate the only reason why she got the part was because she was she's a black woman which i thought was like total bs it's like how about she's just a better dancer than you you freaking loser yeah, yeah, that was really awful. That to me skirted the line of a villain I love to hate because I, I that to me is like a villain I actually hate. You know what I mean? I just she never actually says the words, but we all know. Well, every single time it has it keeps getting cut off. Yeah, but she finished the sentence. That's what she's insinuating. Exactly. Uh, Farron gets a text message that says you're gonna slay as the black swan and when she looks around the class like everybody's on their phone because this is like 2021 or whatever everyone's on their phone um and so uh let's let's go to a quick ad break because when we come back we're gonna be in Pittsburgh uh so we will be right back with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, we're back. Uh, and we have Farron calling her mom to tell her the news. Uh, she's like, oh, oh, will you come? I know you're not... You know, you really hate high school things, but I'd, it'd really be nice if you did show up. And this is, again, because the show thinks we're dumb, which I appreciate. It shows us that Farron's mom was one of the girls at the New Year's party. Right. And then I get the realization that each of these girls are daughters of the mom from right. of a mom from the original friend group, which I thought was really cool. I was like, interesting. Very interesting. I yeah, thought I kind this of was love a this- new twist i agree i like the spin on the the average group of girls being terrorized by a storyline and having the moms involved too um not only because we're hoping to get 90s flashbacks uh but also because i i like that we're involving the parents more i think in the old original pretty little liars and a lot of these teen dramas the parents are always like really stupid and they just let their kids do whatever and we're always like, why are the parents not more involved in their lives? You know, I'm talking about a Pretty Little Liars. I'm talking about a Gossip Girl. I'm talking all these shows. And so this show is going to keep the parents involved and keep us guessing because it seems like there are like two different groups that are going to be getting terrorized. So um, I, lo- I love the twist on this. Yeah, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, I did not think that the creepy janitor is really, really cool. Did not like him. No, a little creepy. Um, and, uh, Imogen gets questioned about whether or not she's going to raise the baby alone. And so she goes to the nurse and she says, I want to get rid of it today. I want an abortion. Me and my mom, are going to raise the baby together. But now I think the best option is to just get an abortion. And the nurse is like, Imogen, you're six months pregnant. It's, it's too late for that. Um, you can wait three months though, and give the baby up for adoption. If, if you want to do that. And this kind of hurt my heart, like this whole scene, just because um, we don't know who the father is. Like, I think there's kind of um, question as to whether or not it's Greg, but who knows? Well, at one point they said that it was a lifeguard. And then we see a flashback of Imogen sitting on a beach. Okay, so it could be just some rando, I guess. Um, But regardless, it kind of stinks because we know Imogen and her mom were very close and that Mm -hmm. was their plan. And now with her mom gone, she really is just like at a loss with what to do. Yeah. I can, I can really sympathize with Imogen that uh, to be a teen that's pregnant is hard. 
to have a mother that wants to support you and the baby and raise it together is amazing. And then to lose that support system when you don't really have anybody else, I could understand why Imogen is at a loss on what to do. Um, I think that she should be a little bit more knowledgeable on uh, the state's policies. Yeah, but later, you know. I think later in the episode, she says, "Like I just had a panic attack. Had like, a panic I attack. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine." So, um, I, I think that like she really needed to confide in somebody at this point. I think that mm-hmm. being a month after this traumatic event, while you know growing a baby is a lot to handle for anybody let alone a 16 17 year old girl and i felt really bad for her in this moment yeah i i did too um and then we bounce back over to noah and karen is trying to like force noah to vote for her for spirit queen she says it's a shame that you have to work with all those thugs say hi to my dad for me and i was like of course karen's dad is a cop like yeah he's shocked here well yeah at first for a millisecond i was thinking "Ooh, is like karen's dad a thug as well but no <laughs> he's like cop he's the cop yeah. so noah has to do community service pick up some trash the father sheriff is ryan i don't know he already has an attitude yeah sheriff beasley um, which I recognize this actor from <laughs> from Smallville of oh, all do things. You? Oh, yeah, look at that. He played a jock in Smallville, like a real jerk too. Oh. Uh, so unsurprising. He he kind of I he, he looks like he'd be typecast for like a jock bro douche, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he plays into that role. Um, and then we see Tabitha. Go into the boys' locker room and pulls a go a GoPro out of like a hidden spot, and I'm like, "Girl, what are you doing?" Yeah, this is weird, right? I can't wait to find out what the deal is with this. Like, what? It doesn't feel like she's doing it to see some butt. Like, it really doesn't feel like that. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's not. I I think she's doing some like investigative journalism or something like that. Like, what goes down in the boys' locker room behind closed doors? Well, she we know she loves movies and films and stuff too, and so I wonder if she's like a, a filmmaker of some sort, and she like is like a documentary type of thing. But it did make me think of the fact that the person who texted her said they were a peeping tom. And that's exactly what oh, she's doing. She's a peeping Tom. Yeah. So th- maybe oh, that they a, know. That was a good catch. That's yeah. interesting. Um, but she ends up being late to her job at the movie theater, and her coworker is named Chip. And he's like, I don't want to map, it's Tabby's turn. But Wes, her boss, is like, She's gonna help me with popcorn. And I was like, mm, favoritism. I'm noticing it. I'm noticing mm-hmm. it. Jessica, did you notice? So you know how at movie theaters when people have their name tags that has their favorite movie under it? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I didn't, I missed what the, the ones on their tags were. I didn't notice. Guess what, what Tabby's favorite movie is. Is it Jurassic Park? It's Jurassic Park. I knew she was my favorite character. You oh, and no. Tabby are just one and the same. We are. We are. We are. Yeah. Oh, don't peeping Tom me. Get out of here. <laughs> I love Tabby even more now. That's amazing. Um, did you notice? I didn't even notice what was Wes's. Did you did it did you pay attention to it? Um, I'm trying to catch it actually, but they haven't done a close-up of his chest. Oh, okay. So I haven't been able to, to read yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, we see Noah being watched from a window as she picks up garbage. Oof. And 
she notices the person. I thought she wasn't going to. And she says, I'm reporting your ass. And so she goes, runs off to uh, Sheriff Beasley to tell him about it. Yeah, there was a hidden A in this scene. Uh, it was really cool. It was like some sort of like traffic barrier. And the oh. angle that they did had a big A in it. It was oh really cool. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. See, now I want to rewatch the episode to find all of them. Um, And so she goes over to the car. And this guy, this sheriff is getting a blowjob from a teenager in a cop car in the daylight during community service. Welcome to Pretty Little Liars. Yep. <laughs> I was like, up until this point, I was like, wow, we're actually, I mean, yeah, there's some teen stuff, but it is feeling a bit more mature. And then we got here and I was like, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's it's just random scandal. It's interesting to me that it is Karen's scandal, right? Like this is not when Allie and Aria walked in on Arya's dad cheating right and it was Arya's secret this is Karen's secret which yeah, is so the the villain has a secret too yeah which I thought was interesting because mm -hmm. obviously we're looking at everybody and we're like well who's the suspect like who's responsible for all of this yeah at least like I'm trying to figure that out yeah. um and obviously I mean Karen is like kind of like the scapegoat like red herring he's the easy one to think that it is yeah so she's probably yeah. a red herring yeah um so we're back at the movie theater and wes if you don't watch dawson's creek Wes just feels like such a dawson to me where he's into movies he's super into horror uh and he's like oh tabby you remind me of one of the girls i did it at nyu and i'm like great now he's hitting <laughs> on her yeah and he's she's like oh my dream school so obviously whenever they talk he's always talking about nyu right and uh so she asks for a favor she wants to screen some older movies for the students at millwood with directors of color with female directors because her teacher is a jerk and uh, he says, yeah, she's like, listen, we don't have to charge them for the movies, but we could charge them for concessions. So we'll make money on it. So he agrees and he offers mm -hmm. her a ride home. And I was like, ugh. Because <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know that we know how old the girls are. I had assumed like 17, maybe like maybe they're juniors. Yeah. Um, But we know that he is out of college. And so he's at least 22 yes exactly and i was like why are we doing like why are we doing this why can't she be dating stupid chip like why do we have to have her date wes not I date, don't know. but you know uh do you want to know wes's favorite movie yes please reservoir dogs i've never seen that one i'm sorry to everyone who has it's a classic um but yeah, so he offers her a ride home we go back with imogen she did go back to her old house uh, and she's kind of like hanging around in her mom's room, going through everything, going through the jewelry, putting on the perfume. She finds the ultrasound photo um, of when her and her mom went like for the first time to see the baby. Uh, and it's like up on her mirror. So like she can see it all the time yeah, on her mom's mirror because mm -hmm. she's excited about the baby and she's excited for her daughter. Yes. Uh, but then she finds the flyer. Ooh, yeah and yeah so she she I, she finds it she reads the note and i think this questions kind of what she probably was already doubting in her mind like what really happened to her mom that night exactly 
Um, and so then we get Noah getting home. Uh, she's like, oh yeah, community service was okay. Um, and her mom is like, well, good. You don't need bad influences. Like you don't need to be around bad people. And we again see a flash of her flashback, just like I was. (laughs) Uh, and she is some kind of, um, some kind of something in the medical field because she has said she has a graveyard shift. Uh, so she'll be leaving for work. Yeah. And uh, she's wearing scrubs. Yes. Um, and then we see Wes is driving Tabitha home. He pulls over like smoking something. Uh, and he's like, you know what? You're something else. You're special. Uh, and he's, so he says he has like put in a good word for her with his professors at NYU. And all of this felt, I don't know about you, none of this to me felt genuine. All of this very much felt like I'm doing this so that I can like get in, get a, um, an in with you or, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. None of it felt like genuinely he wants good things for Tabitha, but I don't know if that's just me reading Mm, into things too much. I think that he probably does want Tabitha to go to NYU and you know he's able to put in a good word but I think what's more important to him is that he hooks up with Tabitha exactly and so we find out she's a filmmaker and she has like these big dreams of going at NYU he holds her hand he goes for the lean in and before that we see this figure in the distance and he notices the figure too and I was like okay so this is the first time we're seeing someone other than the girls see this figure and i love i love and this was where this is what solidified tabitha is my favorite was wes was like stay here like all men in scary movies do stay here let me be the big strong man for you and he like is like i'll go out and she's just like um no like (laughs) do you know about zodiac like he could be a serial killer let's just go yeah exactly i i think that was really cool she's like no i don't need you to save me like let's just go like, yeah, why are you trying it. to fight this, like, creepo guy? Yeah, I'm like, also, that guy is massive. Like, the figure they show looks, like, seven feet tall. It's just going to be, like, two tiny 16-year-old girls piled <laughs> on top of each other. <laughs> it's, the it's, it's the twins! It's the twins! That's oh, my God. Is. What if it's the twins with a scary mask on and they just have put, like, padding? And they're ballet. They're ballerinas, so they're really good with, like, dexterity and poise. Yeah. I think yeah. we've cracked the case. Have we? Oh my Did we figure this out in one episode into the season? It can't be. It can't be. <laughs> um, <sighs> and can you imagine? That would be such a pretty little liars thing to do, though, for that to be the case. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the thing is, is that I remember back in the day, I used to study body types with like the different figures yeah. that you would see and like look at the eye shapes and all these things and the fact of the matter is is that they don't actually use the actor no. or actress they just use stunt dumples so it's like please don't pay yeah. attention to we're, the body we're types older and wiser now um so Tabitha gets home late uh, and she, her mom's like, oh, we have dinner. She's like, no, I ate like three buckets of caramel popcorn, which I'm like, girl, that's. <laughs> hey, I love popcorn. Damn, I she would. Damn. I could probably do that. How well, some popcorn? I, I rather just butter popcorn. I don't want the caramel popcorn, but it's fine. Popcorn. Uh, so she goes upstairs, locks her door and boots up the GoPro. And she's watching all these naked boys. So many butts. Um, going across the screen and she's like taking notes and I'm like, girl, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, what is I, happening? I think that she's trying to do like a documentary type I of thing. I want to say that this is like 
not nefarious. Like, I want to say she has a reason for doing this because I love her so much. Yeah. But, like, girl, what is the reason? I like, think it's like so an inside cool. scoop into the boys' locker room. Like, there's always – you know how there's, like, always, like, locker room talk? And, like, yeah. I think that that's – like, if I had to make a guess, like, maybe that's what she's trying to do. Yes, but it's still like such an invasion of oh, like absolutely. You know, we see we see full frontal in this. As oh, well. I mean, this is HBO, baby. Yeah, We're gonna I get see. some peen action. Yeah, I saw a D. I did. Um, if anybody watched Time Traveler's Wife, the HBO loves butts. They truly oh, do. And there was a decent HBO's amount of butts. Greatest passion in life is, is the butts. butt. Yeah, uh, so a lot of badonks here. Uh, especially specifically the male badonk um hbo loves so we're in tuesday with the a being red uh and we're in dance class farron is dancing with henry and it gets pretty steamy um i don't know i was feeling it they had it going on things were good uh and her teacher was like i noticed she didn't stay to practice last night and she says she has work uh, and so they, she calls her into her office and they have this whole conversation about where she wants to go to school after, after high school. Yeah. Um, and Farron insists that she wants to go to ABT. Um, is it like the American ballet? Yeah. Something or other. Yeah. Uh, but apparently the teacher knows that American when she, ballet theater thank you. In, in New York. Yeah. I kind of figured it was a New York school. Um, we find out that the teacher knows that when Farron was younger, she had scoliosis and she like basically threatens to tell ABT about Farron's scoliosis because she's like, they won't want to take a risk on you. This is the, it felt very ridiculous to me. If Farron is actively dancing every single day without injury and ballerinas have like a really, really difficult uh, regiment. They have to be there like so regimented and there's a lot of practice involved and they have to dance every single day to keep their talents up to par. She can handle it in a higher yeah. learning setting. It felt very silly to me that this was the blackmail that we were doing. It also didn't make sense. I don't understand why this teacher is on her case. Like you gave her the best part. Obviously you think she's the best at it. I don't understand why you're threatening to tell ABT about her scoliosis. Like it didn't, unless it, there's like some stuff with like the dad seems like he's really high power in town. He's the sheriff, the, you know, the girls didn't get what they wanted. Like maybe there's some sort of like weird situation there. It could be. It just felt this. This to me was the one storyline where I was like, I don't quite get it yet. Like, I think I need more information or more just time with Farron to totally get what's going on here or like why the teacher is the way she is. Um, but we're off to, to be with Mouse again, who's on a computer in the computer lab when a guy comes over and his name is Ash uh, and he invites her to their Spectrum Club. And she's like, I saw you looking at the flyer. And she says she's not into extracurriculars or groups. And he says, listen, it's just a great place to meet and talk. We have great snacks. And she's like, oh, I love snacks. And I'm like, girl, me too. I love a snack. (laughs) The caramel popcorn. (laughs) Yes. What a way to get uh, introduced into a club is by the snacks. Uh, And so he asks if she wants to have lunch together. And she seems into it. I thought this was very cute. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I thought that it was interesting. Um, you know, like half of these things, it's really interesting to see who 
their significant others are, their friends, um, so or whatever it is. Uh, and I, I was very intrigued. I did like, by the way, that I didn't really comment on it, but yeah, I thought that dancing was really steamy too. Whoever oh, that yeah. guy is, I would like to know who he is. Henry, yeah, we need to know more about him. Um, and then we see the principal and Imogen meet. And he's like, the nurse came to see me. We're a little worried about you. Uh, the high school may not be like, what w- you know, able to help you with what she you need at this vulnerable time. And uh, she's like, please don't kick me out. Like, I really want to be here. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. But I have a responsibility to the entire student body. And this this line. Yeah. This line had me. He Ted the some of your classmates are triggered by your presence i'm sorry what yeah i felt like that was really ridiculous like this whole scene also it was just the fact that i mean i under i do think that she seemed like she was in a little bit of a manic state so i understand like her having to talk to a guidance counselor or principal as like a check-in and i do like not I do think that the nurse did have a responsibility to report her just to make sure that she's like, okay. But uh, the fact that people are complaining, like seemingly complaining about uh, Imogen being there and that it is triggering for other people. So that's what they're, they're saying, like uh, essentially saying, and that's what Imogen assumes. And she kind of, once again, just like, goes off to like blow up on Karen, which I don't really think helps her case in the I'm perfectly like mentally capable of being at school right now in this situation, which is unfortunate, but yeah, but I did like that. We, the view of the cafeteria that we get is super interesting because it kind of points out what we already kind of suspected, which was none of these girls are really friends currently. Um, we have, uh, we have Farron sitting with Henry. We have Mouse sitting with her new friend Ash. Um, Tabitha is, uh, I think Tabitha's by herself, like waiting for Imogen, maybe. Of course, Karen is with her boyfriend Greg at like the jock table. And so Imogen comes in hot. She is heated. And she's like, Are you effing serious, Karen? she like blows up on karen it's like it's pretty great to see imogen like rip her apart and i like how she goes to greg too and she's like you're a piece of crap too when are you going to tell the truth about what happened she calls him a coward which Mm -hmm. i loved yeah uh will you finally tell her the truth and she says karen is unhinged (laughs) or no sorry karen says uh, imogen is unhinged and Karen's like, you don't belong here. And Im- I love Imogen. It's just like, you know what? And this is such teen drama where she's just like, you know what? To get back at you, I'm going to be spirit queen just like my mom was. Yeah. I'm going to run now opposed to you. Because she was yeah. running unopposed before. And then she <laughs> just like storms off, takes somebody's french fry, just like total like teen show movie shenanigans but all the other girls all the other liars are like rooting her on and it's like i'll vote for her yeah they all are very happy to see karen looking a little stressed um and then we go straight to karen's house uh where she is complaining she's like everyone's insane uh they gave the lead role in the ballet to a one girl because she's 
And her dad is just like, is she good? Like, is she better than you? And this is when Karen's like, no, I don't think so. Uh, and he like, we, they're sitting in a very nice house. Like they have a very large dining room table. Karen and Kelly are sitting next to each other. Karen, Kelly is very quiet throughout this whole interaction. Yeah, you can tell that she really is not the center of attention at her home. It's usually yeah. Karen who's taking up all that space and attention. And Kelly's job is just to be the more submissive person. It's almost like Kelly is like not that different from her mother who watches this entire interaction yes. in pretty much silence until she offers up dessert for everybody while her dad's going on and on about he's like we have these like nice clothes and this nice home and this nice life because i am the best at what i do and that's how you're going to succeed if you're the best and if you're not the best then you're pretty much crap and this is how um karen is the way that she is because this is how she has to live her life in this competition with everybody else especially herself yeah um this was so fascinating like her dad is the one saying just be better than everyone else you have that's what you have to do and it, th their family dynamics are so strange and we'll get more about it from karen later um but first we're, we're with mouse in her bedroom she's on discord i love her uh she gets a message from ash and her mom again just doesn't even barely knock and just walks right in she's like who are you chatting with i would be like mom <laughs> none of your beeswax get out of here but the discord she's on is hilarious toucan what in the world is hilarious toucan what's so hilarious about it to me that sounds like it would be um like uh just like a random like gaming discord okay this is this is so weird okay so um the i radioactive stomper i think this could be her she goes hi how old are you doom villain says yeah this ain't mexico kid this is and then she goes please don't ask to marry people even as a joke it can make people feel uncomfortable weird like what mm -hmm. is this i don't know I wonder if they just put random writing in. I feel like it's just random words because no, they're like, <laughs> this person says, Elf Tool says, I have the VR headset for the VR part, but it doesn't support my GPU. So no clue if it would what work. What is a GPU? <laughs> and then Uncle Robot says, no, you're not. Just kidding. Uncle Robot? <laughs> no, I, like, this is just like all over the place. It's gibberish. It makes no sense. <laughs> I think they didn't think anybody would stop down on it. Yeah, I think that they like really just um, put it's words. like that. It's like that system you can use when you just want to see how something's going to look and they could put random like words in. It looks like words, but it's just gibberish all like gobbledygook together. That's what it feels like this is, but they're actually using English words. <laughs> yeah, I really, I have no clue is, wait, hold on. The server admins is, their Discord name is, is she okay? <laughs> is she okay? No, no, we're not None of these okay. people are okay. Uh, but uh, Ash, Ash requests her on the Discord and it's a chat request. And she's all smiley about it and it's so cute. By the way, do we know what the Spectrum Club is? Like, I thought I saw that, like, the the image was a rainbow. And, like, right. that's what I, I saw, thought that it I was. I thought it could be, like, LGBTQIA. That's what I thought it was. Or, and that's, that's kind of, like, the off-color insinuation joke that Karen made as well. Because she said, like, you don't have to come out. We already know type of yes. thing. Yes. 
And something like that, or I was thinking spectrum is often used as a term for like autism. Like, are Correct. you on the spectrum? And so like, right. I thought that could be it too. I'm just, I, I was just very curious, but because huh. I don't know if we'll get, I assume if, if this continues, we'll see mouse like in the club. And so maybe then we'll, we'll get a better idea. Yeah. Um, so then we're with Karen and Greg at like this little pizza place. And she's like, well, you have to get a suit. Um, he's like, well, I have a sport jacket. She's like, no, you need a suit for the spirit thing. Uh, and he apparently knows all about these effed up family dinners that they have. So he is in the know on Karen's family. Yeah. Greg seems like a relatively good guy, I guess. At least like in the sense of like he, I don't know. It's and Maybe he doesn't seem like a good guy, but he looks it looks like he gets like beaten up by karen a little bit oh yeah and he is he, like, not he's she, not like she, the take gonna take her stuff lying down either you know probably but still he's still dating karen yeah she she calls her own mother pathetic and greg's like doesn't care at all about ballet and she's just like you know what i support you at your stupid football games even though you never win uh, you're lucky i let you touch me and Ooh. so he gets up and is also, like moving he, to leave. Also, he she shames him about eating pizza. That was so rude. And he's just like, I just ran however much at football practice. Like, Karen, why'd you come to a pizza place then? Yeah, Karen. And you're eating pizza too. Like, leave him alone. Yeah, and you're and you're like all bent out of shape about this whole ballet thing. And so he gets up to leave and she's like, You're not even gonna pay. And he like throws the money down. He's like, if you Karen. <laughs> as we all want to say i don't know i kind of like greg i don't know why he like is definitely he's a sharing probably maybe that's why he's like you totally know. a shit but like he seems like pretty cool i have a feeling we're gonna find out like because we know something happened between him and imogen and i have a feeling that he hit on imogen and mm -hmm. karen caught them when like he was kissing imogen that's just my guess though well no that's like that's that is what happened that's what they said well, we never saw it though okay we'll see it I'm saying. Um, meanwhile, we have Farron, who is by anytime anybody's alone in these horror types of things, I'm like, no. Uh, yeah, it's like, why is, are you dancing so late at night at the school so by good, yourself? Though. Ballerinas do stuff that I'm just like, how are your toes not broken in half? Yeah, this um actress, she goes by one name, uh Zaria. Oh my Zaria, isn't she? Well, I think that she's been. She's she was in Blackish, and oh, okay. yeah, two distinct strangers, and a show called Dad Stop Embarrassing Me. Um, but obviously she's a dancer as well. Gorgeous girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So she's practicing, and we see the creepy guy right behind her, and she sees him like in the mirror that she's facing. She turns around, and he's gone. So she, unlike Tabitha, who's super smart. Starts to look around for the guy. <laughs> uh, and instead she runs into the teacher who's like, why aren't you practicing? I'm like, because it's 11 o'clock at night. Off? Yeah, it's 11 o'clock at night. That's why I'm not practicing. Cannot I need to go home. Lady. I have Ugh. homework to do. She's the worst. Uh, Tabby and Imogen are talking about Imogen being spirit queen. They're like sitting at the table and Imogen's like, well, I had a panic attack. Actually, I had a series of panic attacks. She says it's all so impossible now that it's just her. She's like, me and my mom are going to raise this baby together. And now I don't know what to do. 
Um, but I did go back to my house and she says that that night that she died, she got the flyer. Um, she's like, I have no idea why you, why she would leave me that way. And Tabby asks if she left a note and Imogen shakes her head, but she does have the ultrasound. And like, I feel like this is further proof of like, or I feel like Imogen is getting it through her head of like, this couldn't have been on purpose because yeah. she told me everything was going to be okay. Yeah. She was going to be there for me. This doesn't make any sense. Um, and so she's kind of working through those feelings and Tabby's like, but you should run for spirit queen. Let's go Tracy flick on this B. Yeah. Which, we just watched election yeah. for the first time. The two of us a couple yeah. weeks ago on the discord. Yeah. On the post <laughs> recaps discord. Uh, yeah. With is she. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was great. What'd you yeah. think of election overall? I love the movie Election. I think it's wonderful. I think it's really funny. It's Reese Witherspoon, like a very, very young Reese Witherspoon. Um, this is a very fun film. And I, again, I love that Tabby is the one making this reference. I think it makes sense. Um, and yeah, she's just like, you know what? Even if you lose, like it'll really piss off Karen. So I feel like this is a great idea. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. I, I I like that they're developing a better friendship than they had. Yeah. Uh, so we have the janitor cleaning the, the dimly lit high school. Um, and there's this big creepy guy just wandering around the halls and he's like, you can't be here, bro. You can't be here. <laughs> uh, and again, unlike Tabitha, all these other people are dumb and the janitor walks outside and I don't know, is he in like a tool shed? Like, what is he, what even is this building? It's the janitor's closet, right? I don't know, but he walks in and um there's all this like weird stuff there's razors there's ballet shoes a empty urine sample cup there's a rat and oh a collection of uh, oddities yep uh and the creepy guy is back For the girls yes and he's just like this is off limits this is school property you know what i'm calling the sheriff and this guy wastes no time just shoom right on yeah. his throat yeah so this is a's layer essentially how that's very wild that is that close in like proximity to the, to school. the school. It's like we have to keep close. Also, there's Karen's posters there. So yep. this is just like a whole big collection of like, yeah, it's like A's layer where they're doing all the activities of mm -hmm. uh whatever. But yeah, it's like really, really close and easily found. So it just seems a little a little silly. Yes. Yeah. And we're going to see all this stuff come into play very soon because now it's Wednesday. Uh, emphasis on the A. Um, And uh, they go into school and Karen's posters are defaced and there are posters of Imogen everywhere. And on them, the A is red. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is... <laughs> If we're going to call out the most, like, the nonsense in this show, this is the most nonsense of the nonsense. Um, what, that A, this big hulking guy is now some sort of graphic designer and putting oh. posters all over up <laughs> the school and, like, writing horror and crossing out, like, Imogen and putting devil horns? It's like, King oh, I, ha I have to go draw on every poster now. Like, this is my job. You know what's funny is... uh. I didn't think of that, but now that I am, I'm just imagining that big hulking figure going to like a um like a printer Staples. store, like yeah. a Staples, going walking in and asking for posters for like a high school spirit queen <laughs> and then being like, 
the hell <laughs> it's like fedex kinko's is like yes! open 24 hours and they really utilize that for the situation and then he yeah. goes to school and that's why he was in the school putting up the posters yeah and then that's when the janitor found him yeah so it's so, a lot of work i'm not gonna lie like putting oh, up those a, many posters full-time job a lot of work yeah. full-time job um, and Tabby and Imogen immediately get called into the principal's office and like both of them get in trouble. And I'm just like, I understand thinking Imogen is behind this, right? But what the hell is happening to you? <laughs> She's standing there and they're like, you too. You too. You're in trouble too. It's like, where's the evidence? I don't understand. This is so dumb. And then Karen is like in class. She tries to grab something out of her bag and then her hand is covered in the most fake blood I've ever seen in my entire life. Spirit it's not dead. even red. It's like, it's like pale and like too thin to be blood. And there's a dead rat in there. Um, and uh and so then mouse is like on the in the computer lab as always this girl doesn't go to class she's just always in the computer lab and a teacher interrupts her at the computer and he's like the principal wants to see you and so they think that she put the dead rat in karen's backpack because karen calls her rodent i mean that does check out that's fair but like if you don't have proof how are you giving all these kids detention one plus one equals two i don't know like that one that one like yeah it probably was mouse i don't know um and uh and so then uh, the nurse tells noah that her test came back positive for weed and Noah's just like that's wrong that's I wrong would i would request a retest and for somebody to literally if i was watch innocent, me pee watch yeah. me pee that's what i would do like literally, i would too i demand a retest that's what i i think that was ridiculous but so now like her punishment is worse than it was yeah, because now she basically, so instead of calling the cops, she called her mom. She has detention and now she has to do pee tests for the rest of the summer or for the rest of the semester. Um, and then we're in ballet class and Karen goes to put on her ballet slipper and her foot is bleeding because someone put razor blades in her ballet slippers. <laughs> so every single time I put on a shoe now, no matter what kind of shoe, I'm always going to be looking for razor blades. Yeah, yeah. Never and Karen's like Farron did this. Fair. And I'm like, why the hell would Farron do this? She has the part she wanted. Exactly. This makes no sense. Well, that's what I know, but that's what like that's literally what uh Karen is saying. She's like, Why would you do this? You have the part, you have everything. None of this made sense. All of this beyond Imogen honestly felt like racial targeting of like, oh, it must be these girls because the white girl said so, which I know is like really gross, but like it makes no sense. Make it make sense, HBO. Yeah, I don't, I don't know sense. why. I don't know. I mean, it's just so silly how they really just like gathered all these girls into <laughs> detention. But they, I think it's just because they're like, well, we have to get a way to make them be friends and get them together. There's no other way to do it besides we're going to breakfast club it. This has happened in every teen drama. It happened in Dawson's Creek. And it all started with the breakfast club. And now we're going to do it on Pretty Little Liars where all these girls are stuck in detention. And they all start talking about like, oh, all of this is Karen. And we find out from Imogen, her and Karen were friends previously until Karen thought Imogen kissed Greg. Um, and as a result of all of this, Farron gets kicked out of Swan Lake, um, which really sucks. Like that's super tragic. I feel like that's the worst thing of like all yeah, things. Yeah, especially because there's no evidence that she yes. did that. 
And uh, Noah's like, I have to take more drug tests now. Um, And she's like, you know what? I bet her sister Kelly spiked her pee and peed in a cup and switched. (laughs) I don't don't know. I mean, maybe Kelly. I mean, Kelly will probably do whatever Karen tells her to do. Kelly has to be involved somehow. There's no reason to make Karen a twin if Kelly's not involved. Besides, the author really loves twins. Yeah. Um, and so we find out that before Karen started dating Greg, she really wanted to get with Sean, who is Noah's boyfriend. And uh Imogen is like, you know what? She went after him and he wasn't interested. So obviously that's why Karen hates you, Noah. I feel like this whole thing that Imogen was putting together just felt I know that we hate karen but it felt like imogen was just making up excuses that it was oh, all yeah. behind karen like so much so and i felt like i was like i don't know imogen like i don't think that you're a very good junior detective like i feel as though you're just placing all the blame and just like you know really pushing your narrative here oh i'm with you i've a lot of this is like really though like really, I don't think any awful? of this is I don't think Karen's behind any of this to be honest with you it'd be funny if she wasn't um and uh right and so then so Karen says uh or excuse me uh yeah Karen had said that mouse put a dead rat in her bag uh <laughs> she's like you're named after a rodent ew that's disgusting um and Noah says well I did just call her a basic Barbie um, and I love, I forget who says it. It might be, it might've been Tabitha. Who's like, how has she not been canceled yet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the fact that like, why hasn't the Karen been canceled yet? It's pretty funny. I know it is very like tongue in cheek kind of thing. Um, and, uh, and then we get Beasley is a bitch, but so is payback. <laughs> yeah. So now they're coming up with what they want to do to pay karen back since they're all convinced this is all karen's fault right and what's funny about this is we get this i was not expecting to go to this place it zooms in on uh, imogen and she's like we should kill karen i was like imogen i was like imogen and how did we get here we got here is this another panic attack she i wonder if she's the one on on discord girl is you okay yeah this really escalated fast imogen like there's Very one thing bad. it's like how about like oh let's cut her hair like let's like teen witch this or whatever but like yeah it's another thing to be like let's kill her there are probably cameras around do you know how many cameras that yeah. tabby has all over the school billions <laughs> so many gopros yeah please don't like why did we have to escalate this so Man. this this was dangerous. They also like zoom in on on uh, Imogen's face, and she has this like very creepy smile, like this little smirk. And I'm like, this would do a whole different place than I was expecting. Yeah, I was like, oh, how how did we get here? To, like, I was like, Imogen, no girly, yeah, no, let's do pay, petty stuff, petty stuff. So <laughs> it was an interesting way to end the episode. Once again, like I do think that like overall the tone is dark, but it still has that very like typical Pretty Little Liars like kitschiness that we're yes. like, what are, like what are we doing here? Like what, what's happening? I'm really really excited about this pilot. I think that it was the right amount of silly and scary, and yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing everything that comes of this. 
Yeah, I think it definitely has a darker, both visually uh, and tonally, it's much darker than the original Pretty Little Liars. Mm -hmm. But I like that um, this style of show where it's like murder mystery-esque feels like it belongs on HBO because they can swear, it could be a bit darker, they can show murders, like it can get into darker content than you yep. can on like a, an HBO or um, like an ABC family type of thing. And yeah. so I really appreciate that it does have a home on HBO and that it is only 10 episodes because we're not going to feel bogged down in I, like a a standard 22 episode season exactly. which is not common anymore these days exactly anyway. and so i'm really excited that we also have two different timelines kind of going on at the same time and the parents may be in on it um and we have an interesting villain in karen and the fact that she's a twin sister is very interesting as well so i'm really excited i have like i'm I came into the show with like, yeah, it could be just a hot mess and that's cool too. But I do think they did good things with this first episode, but it still, it still had that twinge of, we can't take this too seriously. <laughs> it's pretty little liars. And a lot of this is very silly. Yeah. Um, and so I'm I, overall, I'm very satisfied with the premiere. I'm really excited to see what's coming up next. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to subscribe, we do it. We are going to have our own feed posterrecaps.com slash pretty little liars is where you can find our feed. You could put it into your podcatcher of choice. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we're also going to be in the HBO feed as well. If, uh, if you hang out there, you'll see new episodes popping up there as well. Yeah. Um, but Do yeah. you have any like off the wall predictions of who's behind any of this? <sighs> I mean, part of me is thinking that, um Angela that obviously she's very young so she probably didn't have a kid before she died but that some descendant of Angela is involved like mm -hmm. um maybe uh someone's aunt was Angela and they're getting revenge on mm -hmm. people um so or or my other theory is it's one of the moms Ooh, interesting. So, I don't know. What about you? Any theories so far? Yeah. So I think that there's something definitely to like all of this is, you know, a, a product of the Angela thing. Yeah. Um, uh, a, the, the, the symbolism of A's for Angela being all over the place, I think that is yeah. very telling. Um, just as a person that kind of knows the show once again, um, Pretty Little Liars loves twins. Sarah Shepard, the writer of the books, loves twins. Mm -hmm. I think, like, the twins is... I get, like, vibes from them, but I do think they're probably the red herring. And then yeah. I also think we never got one of the girls in the original series of Pretty Little Liars being behind anything. And that is a theory that... A um fans really really wanted specifically aria back in the day they really wanted aria to be behind everything and being like uh -huh. big a and i wouldn't be surprised if either one of the girls one of the five or six or maybe even one of the moms was behind something because i know like it's just like so much of what the fandom has wanted for a really long time Interesting. I could see that being true. Who would be if you had to pick one of the five girls? We have Mouse, Imogen, Tabitha, Farron, 
and I'm missing one of them. Tabby would be like pretty gnarly. Like it would probably be like the one that we wouldn't expect. We know she's very sneaky. Mm -hmm. We've seen her with her GoPros. Um, I mean, I think my least, I'm least suspicious of Mouse. I feel like Mouse just feels. I, that she's makes me kind. most suspicious of Mouse. No! That she feels very kind. I think that, like, Taryn, I feel like Taryn doesn't have time for this shit. Oh, Farron, the, the. Oh, Farron, yeah, yeah, not Farron, the, sorry. The ballerina, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that she has time for this crap. I think. I don't like, think Noah does either. Noah, Noah either. has a lot going on. Yeah. So I think that those are my two least likelies. Um, yeah. But just something to think about. Like, I just, I just, like, once again, within the streets of the fandom i know it's been always been like a big want that would be fun i wouldn't hate it and i think that would actually make sense because we start out with the extra girl because the original series had four and now we have five and so if we have one that's the bad one then you still have four of the good ones mm-hmm Oh, yeah, so possible. really looking forward to it. Luckily, we don't have to wait to watch the second episode. We don't. So uh, we this one will be releasing on the day we're recording on Thursday. Uh, we're going to hopefully put out our next podcast for episode two on Saturday. Um, so we're going to be, like I said, because of the weird episode drops of 3223, um, just expect that we're always going to have all the episodes covered before new ones drop the following week. Um, but I'm I'm super stoked about this series. I just think there's nothing that can it's either going to be really messy and really fun to talk about or really good and really fun to talk about I don't think there's an in-between with Pretty Little Liars like nope there's just there's no middle ground for the show so I'm really excited I really had a great time talking about it I really like these characters I'm really interested to see to get more of them see what Tabby's up to there's a lot of secrets that this is different than the original Pretty Little Liars in that not all of them have these like deep dark secrets that are being um, revealed. Um, but I bet a they lot do. of well, there's stuff going on certainly, right? But like for Noah, for example, we know she did something. It's not a secret what she did because she obviously got caught, but we still don't know what it is. And so I want to know what that is. You know, Farron is the one that to me is like the most innocent, which means to me she must have a big secret. Like, scoliosis is not a dirty secret. So there has to be something there. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it just reminds me of, like, such shame when you had to, in elementary school, go for scoliosis testing. Yeah. And when they say that, like, your shoulders are out of line from your backpack or you have scoliosis. Like, I just yeah. remember as a kid, like, that was, like, the most embarrassing thing in the world. Well, yeah, when you're why. a kid, the major concerns you have are scoliosis, lice, lice. and quicksand. Right. Those are yeah. your fears. <laughs> right. So I don't understand why, once again, why it's such a big deal for Farron to have scoliosis. <laughs> no one knows. This show uh, is just very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this was so much fun. Uh, let's throw out some plugs with what we've got going on. Sarah, what do you have to, to shout from the rooftops this week? Yeah, I am having a really great time in post-show recaps because not only am I covering Pretty Little Liars with you, I am also going to soon start covering the Amazon Prime series League of Their Own with Grace and Marissa. So I'm really excited to do that. We did a preview podcast um, going back to the movie uh, the 1992 movie, and we had a really great time uh, talking about that. So check that out uh, in the future. And then 
uh, Jessica and I actually have a podcast together called Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. It is a 90s rewatch podcast where we talk about Boy Meets World. We are on the sixth season of Boy Meets World. Um, and we also cover Dawson's Creek. We are on the fifth season. Nope. The fourth season of Dawson's Creek. We're almost at the fifth season, uh, as well as other 90s content like movies. Sometimes we do brackets, uh, lots of fun stuff over there. So that is Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Sarah Ferguson. Amazing. You could find me at the Jess Sterling, of course, here on Post Show Recaps. You can hear me all over the place. I talk community building uh, or I talk community on community building with Josh Wiggler every week. Uh, we are currently in season three. Um, you can also hear me uh, talking about Paper Girls, which is an Amazon Prime video show. Uh, with Deidre Lipsicus, we're putting out podcasts on that simultaneously. That everything is dropping at once uh, these days. And of course, like Sarah said, at Shit Nineties Pod on Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us for Shit Ninety Shows Taught Me. Um, this has been so much fun. If you want to, if you want to support the podcast, uh, you could become a patron. PostureRecaps.com/slash/Patreon. There's so many perks and benefits. Of course, we have our own little thread talking about Pretty Little Liars. Um, but there's there's so much going on in that discord at all times so feel free to join us there you could also support the podcast by buying merch we have merch now potionrecaps.com slash store we have some very cute t-shirts and mugs and a wombats wigglers or wigglers wombats hat uh if you want to get one of those so feel free to check out all of that and of course make sure you subscribe to the podcast potionrecaps.com slash pretty little liars uh, so you could just keep track of all the podcasts we're going to be putting out for this season uh, thank you all for listening. We'll be back in just a couple of days. Uh, we'll see if two, the one of the two of us can keep a secret. Because otherwise, I don't know. We're going to have to find a replacement co-host or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think the moral of the story is that only one could be the podcaster at the end. Exactly. We'll see who survives. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.